Welcome in to the Fantasy Football Fathers Podcast, where only one of us is an actual father and none of us are, in fact, priests. My name is James Dreer. I'm joined here by Tyler Big Herbout. Yo, what's up? And Trey, the stinky of stink, Fingers Jose. <laughs> what's up? You should call me uh, Sicky Fingers, because I've been sick for like two weeks. Yeah, sicky, sticky, and stinky. It's the best of all worlds. The Holy Trinity. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thank you all for joining us uh, today, tonight, whenever you might be listening. We are the Fantasy Football Fathers. You can catch us on the Twitter slash the X at the FF Fathers or on Instagram. If you want to see Tyler's pretty little face. (laughs) <laughs> they do call me the looker face <laughs> uh, meant for podcasting <laughs> yeah he's got a face for radio i tell you that um, or if you'd like to see trays you won't be able to smell them but you could see them you could see the stink coming right off of them fingers uh, on Instagram at the FF fathers the yeah. stink just resonating off the fingers you can actually see it it's visible they're a different color than the rest of my hand (laughs) (laughs) it's like you take an arm out of a cast just looks gross (laughs) (laughs) all right uh tonight or today we are covering week seven waiver wires as the monday night game is wrapping up it's a close one. It's coming down to the wire here. 17-17. The uh, Dallas Cowboys are driving at the end of the game, so we'll see what happens. But uh, another pretty lackluster primetime game. Last week's was great. Monday Night Football last week. Oh, yeah. That was, was good. The highlight of your last the last three years. Pretty much, yeah. More exciting than my son being born. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all right. <laughs> Raiders get away and need a lot for that community. <laughs> what um, community? It's me. <laughs> <laughs> Raider Nation, man. Raider uh, Nation. All right. Uh, we're joining you uh, remotely this evening uh, because... Uh, as Trey is chugging his white claw, he's battling his 16th stance with the COVID. So, you know, prayers <laughs> up. Hope he survives. Yeah, it's like full on grinding on me. I just got COVID, just a nasty bitch in the club, just really grinding on me. Yeah. 16th got dance. Your nose, got your nose all stuffed up. Need to blow your nose. Yeah. I got some promethazine, though. There you go. The old doc. Tried a little <laughs> something, something. Call me Lil Jose. He's hooking it up. All right. Um, yes, week seven waiver wire, man. What? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Are we supposed I'm, to hype that up? I feel like the waiver wire is getting a little stale. A little bit stale, but uh, there's still some guys out there that 
have done some nice things that we should uh, be bringing up, I guess, um, or have opportunity to help you through uh, week seven. The bye week is brutal. I think there's six teams on buys. Plus, with all the injuries that have happened lately, it's gonna be it's gonna be slim pickings out there. Yeah, there are quite a few. Um, one of two weeks this year, there will be six teams on buys. Uh, this week in week seven, we got the Carolina Panthers, the Cincinnati Bengals, the Dallas Cowboys, the Houston Texans, the New York Jets, and the Tennessee Titans all on bye week. A lot yeah. of shitty fantasy players sitting down this week. That's my That's first a, reaction, just like the Titans and all those guys. It's like, okay, not missing on too much for that many people being on by. Yeah, it's a bit of a by-mageddon, as they might say, uh, with all the teams on by. But I think, you know, all the guys that are injured right now that are fantasy relevant kind of exemplifies it a little bit. Um so I guess we'll just start at the top of the list here. Jeff Wilson Jr., um, Miami running back. Uh, didn't play last week. Practiced in a limited fashion all week. Um, but uh, should be back for week seven, if that's the case. They are playing the Carolina Panthers on Sunday. 10 a.m. game for the West Coasters. Um, uh, they, they did play the Carolina Panthers this past Sunday. <laughs> oh. They're playing they the playing? Eagles this week. Oh, they're playing the Eagles. Okay, well, that changes things. Yeah, playing the Eagles. Uh, tough run front, obviously, but according to Fantasy Pros, still rostered in only 47% of leagues. Yeah, only 34 on Sleeper. 53 yeah so jeff wilson were uh worth you know picking up obviously Mostert was the guy last week we all kind of saw that coming with devon achan being out but achan's gonna miss um jeff wilson i think is better than the other options they have in salvin ahmed and I don't even know who the other guy is. Did the other guy get injured? Yeah. Nah, that's pretty much it there. Um, <clears throat> but, I mean, Achan is going to be out until at least week 11. They're saying that's when they expect him back. So, I mean, it's going to be the Mostert and Jeff Wilson show going forward. Yeah, yeah I would I definitely want to be a part of that. Anybody who's getting the ball in that backfield is going to do pretty good. Yeah, obviously multiple running backs can be fantasy relevant in this uh in this offense in the scheme. If Jeff Wilson is still available, I would be looking to add him to my roster for sure. Uh for running back depth, at least for the next few weeks while Devon A Chain is still out. Is A Chain A Chan? Yeah, it's A Chan. A Chan. What did I say? A Chain? Yeah. Devon you said right Achan. the first time, though. Yeah, I go back and forth. I like to mix it up, you know, a little bit. <laughs> I'm sure he's really appreciative of that. <laughs> well, it's tough. A-chain is, A-chain is so much cooler, but, you know, if he wants to call you 
Devon, Jackie H. Chan, then I guess we will. <laughs> Jack and Chain. All right. Uh, moving on. Roshan Johnson, rookie running back out of Chicago. Uh, did not play this last week. Um, and a lot of people were hoping he would be available. He's dealing with a concussion, the concussion protocol. That's just kind of how it is right now. If you're in the concussion protocol at all, you're probably going to miss the next week. Uh, but opportunity to be had here as Khalil Herbert is going to miss more time. And uh, really the only other impactful running back they have in the backfield is Deontay Foreman, who was a healthy scratch most of the week while, or every single week while Roshan Johnson and Khalil Herbert were healthy and active. So, you know, Roshan Johnson is maybe a bit of a stash, not someone that you can play right away, but, uh, you know, has the opportunity to really garner some, some playing time in this, in this offense that needs playmakers desperately. Roshan is a young explosive type back was the backup to Bijan Robinson you know, all through college. Uh, but anytime he's got the ball, he's kind of been impressive. So uh, it could be someone that you could stash and, and kind of see what happens if you have you know, room on your roster. He's yeah, averaging I mean, like five yards a carry. He looks pretty good. Yeah. Um, and they're going to be without Justin Fields this week. So they're going to rely on that backfield. I expect them to run the ball. A shit ton this week because their backup quarterback is Tyson Bagent. Bagent? <laughs> Never heard right. of him. And the third string is Nathan Peterman. So they don't exactly have any good options behind Justin Fields here. They're going to run the fuck out of the ball. Do they not plan ahead? This this Tyson Bagent guy, he was a D2 player, like made the roster in the offseason. He went to Providence college or something like that in a town called providence somewhere on the east coast or something like that says he went to shepherd college according to oh, that's what it is yeah shepherd and then like the town that that's in is also called shepherd or something so it has to be like a one of those small town colleges i mean he's a rookie but the kid looks 16 well good now they have 24 years to try to make him good <laughs> 16 year old freshman huh or rookie Wow. Shepherd University, located in Shepherdstown, West Virginia. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, he's he's more of a stash and, and kind of see what happens, which, I mean, honestly, a lot of these waiver wire ads are that right now. So, um, yeah, it kind of is what it is. Uh, next on the list, Imari Demarcado. How do you say that, Tyler? <laughs> Demarcado is correct. Demarcado. <laughs> you know, he was a hot waiver wire ad last week. Um, and proceeded to do nothing. And didn't do much. In fact, Keontae Ingram was the leading rusher on the Arizona Cardinals offense last week. Keontae had 10 carries for 40 yards, four yards a carry. Uh, also had a couple targets to the air, caught both of them for another 11 yards. Um, 
yeah, I mean, this is outside of, you know, if James Conner is there, this is a backfield I don't really want to mess with. You know, for so. sure. I mean, I think the only reason Demarcado was a big pickup last week because uh, Ingram wasn't necessarily expected to be back last week. He was coming coming back from an injury himself. So um, the fact that he came back and dominated the touches, com- you know, compared comparatively between the two of them, uh, Ingram is definitely if you're gonna play someone in the backfield, it's got to be Ingram. Yeah, I mean, you know, Ingram was listed ahead of you know Amari on the depth chart. Uh, coming into the season and then for uh you know the first five weeks so it seemed like they were willing to let ingram you know prove that he should be ahead of imari and i guess that that is what it is right now but at the very best this is going to be a committee backfield moving forward without james connor and really until james connor gets back i there's really not any fantasy juice to be had in this backfield no, and honestly, even less so. They do play the Seahawks this weekend, and the Seahawks have the number one rush defense in the NFL right now in terms of a yards per carry basis, only giving up like 3.1 yards per carry. Ugh. Yeah, so avoid the Cardinals in. They yeah. look good the first couple of weeks. Now they just look like how we thought they would look. Just horrible. <laughs> they are who we thought they were. Yeah, we need that drop. Uh... Yeah, we don't have that one. We have this. <laughs> that's, that's all we got for you. <laughs> for all those people that spent money on Amari, this song's for you. <laughs> Turn it down just a little bit. There we go. <laughs> should listen to our podcast. Uh, well, here's another thing. Logan Thomas, you know, if you did listen to our podcast, it's a bit of a miss here. But as to be expected with this Ron Rivera shit show of an offense uh with Eric Bieniemy just I don't I don't, I don't know what these guys are doing I mean a Lo- Logan Thomas last week against Chicago had 11 targets, 9 receptions for 77 yards, scored a touchdown. This week one target, one reception for 2 yards. And uh you know, obviously Terry McLaurin's on this team. Jahan Dotson only had one target, dropped it. This yeah, is a becoming, at least they got uh, Terry McLaurin back into the fold here. He had 11 targets last week, so hopefully that could, we can see that going forward for fantasy managers, where Scary Terry is back being relevant. I mean, he's he's really the only person that you can even consider starting, you know, on this offense right now. We thought maybe Logan Thomas would be more involved uh, this week. At least I did, for sure, uh, but. Again, this offense is, I mean, it's so hard to predict what who they're going to throw the ball to and when, so it's best to kind of be avoided right now. I mean, Curtis Samuel is more of a, of a play right now than Jahan Dotson is, which is, you know, surprising uh, given all the hype coming into this season, but that is what it is. Well, while we're talking about Washington, I was going to bring up Sam Howell later in the episode. He's only rostered in 40% of leagues on sleeper. I haven't really looked at it in uh, what Fancy Pros says, but he's number 11 for quarterbacks right now on the year, like quietly doing it. Getting like 250 yards a game. He's got six touchdowns in the last three games. 
So and they have a quarterback. Crap he looks good. Ball. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Like he's thrown the ball like 120 times in three games. Yeah, I mean, uh, last week he only had 23 attempts, but the first five games of the season he was over 30 attempts, um, averaging pretty easily. Actually, I think it's cl- probably closer to 34, 35. And he's rostered in 28.6 percent of leagues on Fantasy Pro, so he should be available, especially with this whole bye week Armageddon, and he's playing the Giants next week who just suck. So I think he'd be a nice little streamer. For sure. Could definitely be a streaming option. Uh, seems like a boomer bust type quarterback ad right now. He's really only had like one bad game, and that was against Buffalo where he had .6 fantasy points and four picks. No touchdowns. Yeah, Buffalo will do that to you. Other than that, his lowest game was 15 points. That was his first game of the year. All right, let's. um, I want to bring up the 49ers backfield situation with uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, dealing with the what's being described as uh, oblique uh, injury. Obviously, you know, uh, Shanahan, as always, has been really cryptic and as far as how serious the injury is but I think it's you know likely you know you went under MRI today it's likely that he probably misses at least a week Um, so obviously it brings up the question of Elijah Mitchell Jordan Mason uh, Mitchell somehow is hurt (laughs) And uh, still dealing with an injury, but played a little bit last week. Uh, but what we mostly saw was Jordan Mason. And so, in your guys' opinion, if you know uh, Elijah or if CMC's going to miss some time, who who are we targeting out of this backfield? I think it would be Jordan Mason. Elijah Mitchell like hasn't looked that good in the few times he's gotten to play and has gotten to like run the ball. Last game he ran the ball twice for a uh, negative three yards. Yeah, but we've seen Mitchell have really good games in the past. Um, and yeah, I know Jordan Mason was kind of the uh, quote unquote bell cow after CMC went went down. Um, but Elijah Mitchell is officially off the injury report. There, there's no designation for him at all going into this week, and so if that is the case, and because we've seen Elijah Mitchell have good games, I really see this as going to be a fifty-fifty split in this Minnesota game. So, if that's the case, unless they're unless the Niners go up big and they're that's all they're doing is running the ball, I can't see either one of them having a game worthy of being in your fantasy lineup. What about like a super flex league? No, because super flex league, you're gonna put him in your quarterback. You're gonna put him in your second quarterback. Uh, sorry, not super flex, but like an extra right. flex league is what I meant to say. I mean, maybe if you have a good feeling about one of them, um, but I feel like there's probably a boomer bust receiver I'd rather throw into my second flex spot over one of these guys. Okay, so now I know what I'm gonna do in our extra. F- Big flex league (laughs) where I am 0 and 6. Maybe I'll do that. (laughs) Turn Um, things around. uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it was clear Jordan Mason got most of the run once McCaffrey was out, but it's definitely going to be a toss-up. Uh, we'll have to wait and see, you know, when we get more news on Christian McCaffrey's injury, but I imagine if it's anything serious at all, they're not rushing him back. Given that they're 5-1 and one and probably can win some games uh, without him, if need be. Uh, but Debo Samuel also uh, left the game with an injury. And so, you know, outside of Brandon Ayuk, I don't know if there's going to be any receivers that you're you're willing to to add this week just because of Debo Samuel's injury. It, it is considered day-to-day, so shoulder injury. Um, you know, if he's day-to-day already, he's probably going to be good to go uh, moving forward. Well, except, like you said, um, Shanahan likes to be cryptic. So officially, CMC, Debo Samuel, and then even um, Trent Williams or left tackle are all listed as day-to-day, even though most of these injuries could end up leaving them out this week. Very, very sneaky. Yeah, but is there another receiver you would add just because Debo's out? No, no, there there isn't. But I'm just saying, like, like, yeah, in the long run, they'll all be fine. They should be back in after this week or maybe the week after that. Um, But it's just like you. I'm just like agreeing with what you're saying about Shanahan being cryptic. He doesn't want to, you know, show his cards, basically. And he's going to keep this as under wraps as possible. Yeah. As he does, uh, Ty J Spears is another guy to keep on your ro- or radar. Um, probably add if if he's not already rostered in your in your leagues. Uh, obviously, the handcuff to Derrick Henry there in Tennessee, but has been impressive when he gets the ball. Um, you know, he had a reception late in the game uh, this last Sunday, and. He's explosive, man. Uh, pretty impressive athlete. Um, you know, if if Derrick Henry were to get hurt, he would see a, a huge uptick, I think, in usage and has the skill set to actually be relevant. And they are on buy this week. So if he is available, you could potentially get him for free. There we go. And if he's available, you got to have him on your team. Even if you don't need a running back, it's just a good stash to have. Yeah, I mean, those types of athletes, I mean, from what I've seen from Ty J Spears is he's really good. And you get the you get him the ball in space, like he can he can make plays. So yeah. It could be one of those waiver wire ads right now where yeah, he's not playing next week, so you're probably going to be able to get him for cheap if he's still available. He might even get dropped. Uh, in your leagues where he is rostered, so keep an eye out for that. And if something were to happen to Derrick Henry, you could essentially <laughs> hit it out the park. So, <laughs> oh boy, God, that is so <laughs> dumb. Cheesier <laughs> than hell on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I just three, want those three out drops here. to choose from. I have to fit them in <laughs> where I can. I just want those out here too because I picked Derrick Henry as my sit of the week. Nice. And I specifically mentioned how when James did it, it bit him in the ass and it bit me in the ass again this week, too. So for all 
fantasy manager that they have Derrick Henry on the team, you just want one of the fathers here to tell you to bench Derrick Henry the week because that's the week he goes off. For sure. In the two yeah. in the two weeks that we told you to sit him, he went RB six and RB four. The other uh, four games, he was RB 15, 13, 63, and twenty seven. Yeah, that's yeah. That's not helping our case here, Tyler. No, um, it, it just means that <laughs> just <laughs> just do in the general, opposite. He's been, he has been good, but if we ever bring up Derek Derek Henry, just do the opposite. Of what we say apparently. For just Derrick Henry specifically. <laughs> he He's like a yeah. jinx for us. Keep an eye out for him then. <laughs> um, another guy to keep an eye on, Justice Hill, you know, rostered in about 40-ish percent of leagues. It's nothing really too exciting. I mean, it's just kind of a product of so many teams being on by and um, – lack of options really at the running back position. He's splitting time with Gus Edwards. He's really not going to see the ball or more than, you know, 12 to 14 opportunities a game. Um, But he does have a little bit of juice where he could spring something and, you know, put up some fantasy points for your team on a week where it's kind of slim pickings. Yeah, and honestly, hopefully the Ravens start to see that Justice Hill looks like the better running back than Gus Edwards. Gus Edwards is getting a, I mean, Justice Hill is supplementing his his production with you know the receiving game, but and Gus Hill is getting way more carries than he is. But Justice Hill is being far more efficient with it, a much better yards per carry average, and it just honestly looks like the better running back to me right now. So hopefully the Ravens see that as well going forward, but. Yeah, like you said, neither one of these guys are somebody you really want to start. You might have to based off of the uh, the bye weeks, though. Yeah, hopefully they learn how to run the goddamn ball this week. Their backfield is... I don't know what it is. Their game plan or something, it sucks. They can't run the ball very well. Um, One more running back to bring up, I think. Uh, Kareem Hunt, <laughs> the running back for the Cleveland Browns. He's rostering about 35% of leagues. Uh. But, look, I mean, this Cleveland Browns offense was playing with P.J. Walker at at quarterback, and they did everything in their power to not rely on him as much as possible and and run the ball. And they did a pretty good job against one of the best defenses in the league in the San Francisco 49ers, which was pretty surprising. Kareem Hunt had, had 15 touches. Uh, 71 total yards and got in the end zone. Um, he didn't look that great. And, you know, watching the game, it was like he was just kind of slugging around, but he was effective uh, for what they asked out of him. So, you know, maybe he's starting to get back into shape here and come around. Um, it's likely that he was added when he first signed with the Cleveland Browns and then probably dropped by whoever added him. So more likely than not that he's available in your leagues. But um, again, it's, you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. Kareem Hunt might be viable. You know, we'll have to wait and see if Deshaun Watson comes back. Because I think if Deshaun Watson is playing, they're not going to rely on the run as much as they did against the Niners. But 
Um, it's promising to see them be effective on the on the ground uh, against the Niners. You wouldn't start him over Jerome Ford, though, would you? No, but I would assume Jerome Ford is probably rostered. Yeah, eighty-five. I mean, sleeper. He has him at eighty-five percent rostered, so yeah, he probably is. I just wanted to make that clear that like, this is a kind of a pretty stretchy play. If you have to, you know, rely on Cream Hunt in, in any position, you'd have to see him find the end zone really to make it worth worth your while. Are we gonna talk about Lenny? Yeah, I was, we should probably bring up Lenny. Bring him up. Uh, he uh, visited with the Bills, or is going to visit with the Bills on Tuesday, and I didn't see the hit. Did you guys see the hit that uh, Damian Harris took? Apparently, it's yeah, pretty bad. I did. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think he took a. I think most of the brunt of it was that he actually kind of glanced his own blocker and then took a hit to the head at the same time, and I felt like the bigger blow was really from his own blockers, kind of friendly fire that way. Um. Luckily, he looks to be fine. I think they were just being really cautious. I uh, think because like they said, they're just diagnosing him with the next brain, and they said he's gonna be good to go. Um, obviously not to play, but you know, there's no like long term issues that they're worried about. All right, let's talk about some receivers. Uh, Rasheed Rice, Kansas City's rookie wide receiver, rostering about forty five ish percent of leagues right now, but chances are. This is going to be a big waiver wire week for him. I'm, I'm sure a lot of teams are going to be adding him. And pretty likely that next week you won't be able to add him. So it's kind of now or never if he's still available in your leagues. You know, obviously this team is desperate for um, for some weapons on the outside. You know, it's, it's kind of Travis Kelsey and then nothing. So which it has been for a while, but this is a guy that, you know, Patrick Mahomes wanted uh, this team to draft, and they did, and he's creeping up in snap share. He's not quite at 50% yet, but ran 22 routes last week, which was just one fewer than than Sky Moore. Um, It's getting pretty obvious that he might be the best receiver (laughs) for the Kansas City Chiefs already. Hopefully, like turns into production, but I agree he's probably the the best receiver on their team, and he's getting consistent looks. You know, he's he's got the ball at least twice every game. He's finished in the top twenty eight three times. There's just not like he just needs more usage, more higher snap percentage. If he played eighty percent of snaps, he'd probably get close to like nine, ten targets a game. Yeah, and yeah, he's a guy we mentioned in the preseason where like we could see we all thought like, we could see him being the number one receiver for this offense by the end of the season, and it does seem to be trending that direction. The deeper into the into the year we go, his uh his targets per route run are the highest on the team. So when he's out there and running routes, they are targeting him. So yeah. And they're also starting to put him in positions where he can really use his athletic ability. Like we're seeing more short routes from him, um, just ways finding creative ways to get the ball in his hands when he has space around him to, to make a play. Uh, Curtis Samuel, the receiver for the Washington Commanders. Um, again, this offense is super unpredictable, so this take might change. Uh, you know, next week, but 
rostered in 34% of leagues. Um, I don't know. Again, I, I'm not huge on this guy or really any Washington commanders right now. If you're desperate, he could be a flex play just because they do get him involved in creative ways. Four targets last week, caught all four of them, 42 yards, and uh, scored his third touchdown on the year. So, you know, he's got double-digit fantasy points in four of his six last games. It's becoming pretty obvious, I think, that he might be, I guess, the second option in this receiving core uh, behind Terry McLaurin. But, you know, it's not a huge, huge guy to add, but I think everyone's just trying to figure out who who are the guys in this Washington offense. I mean, he does have three straight games of at least 12 points, and that's half PPR. So, I mean, he's getting more work. Um, clearly, it seems like he's got a better connection with Sam Howell than Jahan Dotson does at this point. And so, yeah, I mean, obviously it's a risk because the commander's offense is a shit show. But if there's someone to take there that's not Scary Terry or Brian Robinson, who's the, obviously they're both already rostered, Curtis Samuel's a good little bet. All right, and then uh, Josh Downs, the rookie receiver for the Indianapolis Colts, rostering thirty three percent of leagues. I think uh, I think Josh Downs' role, you know, obviously he was a vital part of their offense last week, but with uh, Gardner Minshew at quarterback, I think his his role grows. Um, he's seen fourteen targets over the past two weeks and has scored thirteen plus fantasy points in three of his last four games. Alex. Pierce, uh, the other receiver there, went down with an injury this week. Uh, but it seems like Downs is already a more uh, utilized player in this offense than Alec Pierce ever was. Yeah, I think I think Josh Downs should be added in, in most leagues, um, especially with Gardner Minshew probably going to start, you know, for a while here, if not the rest of the season. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be the rest of the season. It sounds like Anthony Richardson and the team are leading heavily towards him having this uh, surgery on the AC joint in his shoulder. And if that is the case, he will be out for the rest of the season. Man, and I, I'm looking at Josh Downs' stats when he plays with Gardner Minshew. Um, pretty much all of his best games have came with Gardner Minshew playing at quarterback. Weeks two, three, five, and six. A couple of those games, you know, it was like half of the game because Anthony Richards got uh, injured. But, yeah, I totally see what you're saying, Jim, because Downs seems to be Minshew's guy when he's on the field. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, Josh Towns is a guy. I, I would If I need wide receiver help and if what you're saying is true, Tyler, and Anthony Richardson is more than likely going to miss the rest of the season, I, you know. He's Jim Irsay said that before the game. Nice he did. Or like before Monday night football started, uh, he told some reporter that like it's very likely Anthony Richardson is not gonna play this year. Damn, that's a bummer. Um all right, let's move on. Kedrick Bourne, New England Patriots wide receiver, roster in seventeen percent of leagues. Uh you know, this is we're getting down in the nitty gritty here here with uh these waiver wire ads um but 
Kendrick Bourne has seen, you know, a, a decent amount of work. And, you know, watching the game, there was a moment where they, you know, went to him in the red zone a couple times and he just didn't score. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't really want any part of this New England offense, to be honest. But he's a desperate kind of volume play. Yeah, he is number 35 on the year so far, but it's probably because he had a two-touchdown game in week one. Yeah. But, yeah, this this is a deep one here. I mean, he's only broken 60 yards twice all year. Yeah, except when he is on, I mean, he's really on. Uh, He's had 11, 9, and 11 targets in three of the six games, and then the other three games he's only gotten three or five targets. So, it's like when he's part of the game plan, he's really part of the game plan. Shit, one of those games he had nine targets, he only had 29 yards. That was against the Dolphins, but still. Yeah, this guy's all over the place. Uh, one last guy we'll bring up at the wide receiver position, Tyler Boyd. Um, you know, uh, Bengals are on a bye this week, it's which they really, they really need. T. Higgins was activated for the game, but it was clear that he was more of a kind of a just a distraction out there with the rib injury. Um, so hopefully you didn't play T. Higgins, but uh, if you did, you were definitely disappointed. Tyler Boyd was clearly the next, you know, target behind uh, Chase in this uh, in this game. He had seven targets, caught all seven of them, but only for thirty eight yards receiving, which is kind of the classic Tyler Boyd slot role right now. So. If T. Higgins continues to be really questionable and maybe not playing, then he could be an option in full PPR leagues. Uh, but, again, this is another guy that's not a super exciting fantasy ad. Bengals are also on bye this week, so T. Higgins has more time to recover, and Boyd just going to fall right back into that role again. Yeah, I mean, he could be a decent little, like, bench play though just to give you some depth because he does have at least seven targets in five of the six games this year so he is even though he's not getting a lot of production off those targets he is still being targeted at a pretty high rate his stats kind of look like Kendrick Bourne's like just most of his games are around like 40 yards low yards per catch he's had a, a good game it's almost like looking at the same stat line just scrambled up All right, uh, a couple tight ends to make note of here. Your boy, oh, yeah. Trey. I was going to he... say, we better bring him up. <laughs> Mayor. <laughs> Mayor. <laughs> Mayor. I, can't, I don't know how to say his uh, last name. Yeah, he's your boy. You should be able to pronounce it. Michael Mayer, right? Rostered in 5% of leagues. Has done jack shit. But in <laughs> yeah. week six, hey, they started going to him. Five of six targets uh, for 75 receiving yards. Is uh, is old Mike Michael Mayer starting to figure it out? Do you guys know what his nickname is? I think we talked about it before. They call him Baby Gronk. That's pretty sad. It's a terrible I, nickname. I, I didn't make it up. Who's calling him but, that? Uh, just in general, I've seen it said quite a few times. 
Just the only like baby the Gronk I know of is the viral kid who's like 12 and towers over all of his classmates. Maybe it's a Raiders thing. I just see it like on Reddit or something. But I mean, Raiders uh, fans are pretty yeah. delusional, so it makes sense. He does kind of look like Gronk after the catch. I mean, that's a huge <laughs> separation. Damn it, he, Jim. Where were you with the drums? Good. <laughs> <laughs> there, there. He does. He uh, runs the ball well. He's got good yards after the catch ability. So but, you're adding him. Yeah, I dropped him in a couple of leagues. I'd probably add him this week if I have a tight end on bye. And this one's like a stretch, though. It's really only if I have someone on bye that I'm going to add him. If I have someone who's already getting consistent work, I'm going to stick with them because this is the first time he saw consistent work. He had but more targets in this game than he had all season. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Things change pretty fast. But Austin Hooper, who is like the other tight end, he also doesn't really exist, and he's getting a smaller snap percentage as... Uh, Michael Mayers grows. So this could be a nice person to have on your team if you have extra space, but you know, no one really wants to roster a second tight end. Michael Mayer or Kyle Pitts next week. I mean, it'd have to be Kyle <laughs> Pitts. It's still so early and Kyle Pitts actually looked pretty good last week. They used him. They also used Drake London. Yeah. It was a goddamn miracle. And then they lost, so chances are Arthur Smith is throwing that game plan right into the <laughs> And we will never see uh, Kyle Pitts score. I don't know, man. The, the, the pick at the end of the game by Desmond Ritter was such a bad throw. I mean, he never should have thrown the ball. He, they were just trying to get – he was just trying to get to the Bajani, even though he was absolutely blanketed. And the corner – or the actually, it was a linebacker covering him – I mean, he undercut the ball like he's been doing it for, you know, 20 years. I mean, Desmond Ritter never should have thrown the ball. He locked in on Bijan and was like, oh, fuck it. Yeah, they might get rid of him at the end of the year. Oh. Bijan? No, Desmond Ritter. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. Uh, Taysom Hill was actually thrown the ball. Has like a legitimate tight end. Seven of uh, he caught seven of eight targets, forty nine receiving yards. But in most platforms, you can still plug Taysom Hill in as a tight end, who does multiple things, obviously. But uh, roster in seven percent of leagues, kind of a sleeper ad there at tight end. I mean, are we going to do this every year with Taysom Hill? Like. There's just at one point in the season, he just strings together a bunch of good games. And you're like, oh, my God, you have to have him because he's can be played at so many different positions. And they're like, ah, damn it. That'll, that lasted two weeks. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think we're going to do that every year for the rest of his career. <laughs> I mean, I he had did, him on he, one bench. He, he set a career high in catches with seven. That's not going to happen again. L- last week was a weird week for the Saints in general. A lot of guys got a lot more targets than usual. Like Rahid, Rahid, Rashid, Shahid. He's there. He got a bunch of targets. Yeah, but he got more than he usually gets. I think this game is an outlier for the Saints. And I have, like I was saying earlier, I have Taysom Hill on one of my benches, and it's like a curse. Every week I look at it, I'm just like, do I start him and get .5 points, or I might get that one boom game that he's going to have this year. I'd rather just not even have him on my fucking team. I just question it every week. For sure. 
Yeah, it's it's one of those uh, annoying uh, roster spots. You know, when you have uh, Taysom Hill on your roster, it's just like I can't play him ever. So, um, all right, let's talk about some quarterbacks. You want to bring up your guy? Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> Sam Howell. Well, didn't I already touch on that pretty much? Like. Uh, you know, yeah, he, he's playing the New York Giants next week. Could be a streamable option. He scored at least 18 fantasy points uh, in three straight, gra- three straight games. Come on. Come and, on. Uh, you know, could be a streamable option at the quarterback position with all these teams on by. I mean, there aren't yeah. any, like, the only ones you're really looking to replace, though, for is only, like, on half the teams. It'd be Joe Burrow. Maybe Dak Prescott, if you're starting him still, or CJ Stroud. Outside of that, you're not really worried because no one's starting Bryce Young, <clears throat> Zach Wilson, or Ryan Tannehill. Well, that's still three teams that have fantasy starting quarterbacks that you're looking to replace. I mean, you know, Dak's rough. <laughs> I mean, if you drafted Dak, you're probably stuck with him at this point. Besides picking up a Sam Howell or maybe a Baker Mayfield. He's 20, even including tonight's game where he had 24 points. He is the 28th ranked quarterback on the the season. Hey, I didn't draft him. You got to tell me. (laughs) Yeah, he's not the guy. (laughs) Sam Howell, maybe if you did draft Dak and, you know, Sam Howell is still out there. Consider picking him up, maybe for the rest of the season. Uh, Baker Mayfield, another quarterback out there for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rostered in about 28% of leagues. Uh, Last week, not great. Only 206 yards, didn't throw a touchdown. Uh, But he's been good for most of the season, so... Again, if you're looking for a streamable option. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's he not did, a great week. <laughs> he did hurt his throwing hand at the end of the game. Um, injury, uh, the x-rays came back negative, but so they're just calling it a left-hand contusion. Uh, but something to, to focus on there as well, just because if he can't grip the ball very well, he already doesn't have the best arm as it is. And so if he can't even grip the ball, it could be end up being a... Uh, a long day for him. Yeah, that's why I like Sam Howell this week. If, if either him or if he's available at all at quarterback and you need a quarterback, just get him because you'll be stuck with guys like Derek Carr. Um, Baker looks pretty good. Uh, Josh Dobbs, like there's just not that much meat left on the bone on these waivers. Trey, so how much Howell, did that just hurt your heart? The Derek Carr thing? Yeah. No, it kind of makes me feel good because if he was over at the Saints just killing it, I'd be like, oh, God, the Raiders were holding them back. But he actually looks worse. So okay, maybe he should have stayed. As long as we move cars between state lines, you're appreciating value. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or something. I don't know. You're the car salesman. So. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you drive it off the lot. Oh, depreciate. Um. All right. Anyone else you guys want to bring up? Maybe uh, Craig Reynolds. 
laid a fucking big block in the game uh, last week to for, spring for Amon Ross, Ross St. Brown. Thank you very much, Craig. How we many fantasy points that. was that worth? Oh God, he'll get there, dude. So no, that's a no. We should definitely bring up Craig Reynolds though, because it sounds like David Montgomery is going to miss some time, and Jameer Gibbs is still dealing with a hamstring injury, and they don't know if he'll be back. Um, so if both go, if both those guys are down, or even if Gibbs is only fifty percent of the way there, they play him just to have some have a body in there. Reynolds is going to be a guy. Now, granted, they are playing the uh, Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens' run defense is really good this year. So, I mean, I don't know if I'd necessarily start him this week, but he should definitely be picked up. Ah, Tis the season, man. Let's hold on to guys and hope and pray they're useful, even though they (laughs) show nothing great. I always forget that Craig Reynolds went to Cootstown College. Coonstown, come on. Cutstown. Cutstown. University. Is it a university? Are we sure? Nah, it's probably a community college or something. <laughs> Just like Shepherd University. Oh, no, actually, no shit. It is Cutstown University. Yeah, it sounds made up. <laughs> the only other thing that they're known for in Cutstown is a folk festival. Hey, those are good times. God, just, you've never been to a good sounds full more horrible by the minute. <laughs> <laughs> Don't underrate the folk festivals. What the folk time. is that, dude? <laughs> they celebrate right. Nick Folk. Is that no, what you in college? It's you want you want to understand. It's a, a place where white people get together and try to act like we're in medieval times, and we like to enslave people again, like burn crosses and shit. Whoa. I mean, I don't know yeah. if I would say burnt crosses. What? It's just a, a way for white people to get together, dress up, and get drunk. Is this uh, town in northern Idaho? Uh, uh, eastern Pennsylvania? Same, same, right? Same thing, yeah. It's east Coast <laughs> Idaho. That's all that is. Um, can I talk about a defense? Yeah. Can squeeze a defense in here? Are they going to be Are they going to be your defense start Please of the do. week? Uh, they, they have a really don't good bring chance it up. to be. Don't bring it up if it's going to be your start of the week. You're going to ruin it. Well, I have to bring it up so that you get them on your goddamn team. Right? I mean, they yeah. might be. I'll try yeah. not to double it up. All right. All right. But the Browns are playing the fucking Colts this week. And like we just talked about, Anthony Richardson's probably not going to play for the rest of the year. Still going to be the Gardner Minshew show. And the Browns have not allowed more than 300 yards per game in any game this year. And they've only allowed more than 17 points one time. And that was to the Ravens before the bye week. So they look pretty damn good. And they have like one of the highest pressure rates in the league. They're getting hella sacks per game, getting turnovers. So they're, they're a great defense to start, especially against the Colts. 21% rostered. That's a good pick. To sleeper. Yeah, I mean, they were probably dropped heavily going into the game against the Niners, um, so they should be available for you. The weird thing, as good as the Browns' defense is, they don't score a ton of fantasy points far on the year, but they are a great defense, like, kind of in, in the general sense of things. So, interesting that way. 
Yeah, and like I said with defenses, that's what I like to do. It's like, okay, you want low points, which isn't really the end-all be-all, but you need sacks and turnovers. And they're getting a, a lot of sacks, not that many turnovers, but they're keeping the points low. So they're staying yeah, decently relevant, and this week should be a good one. Hopefully a couple a couple interceptions, maybe we take one to the, his house. Maybe. It's Plus they might have good. the best athlete in the NFL on their team in Miles Garrett. Yeah. That dude's a freak. He's, he said Michael Mayer wrong, but that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even dignify that with a response. Um, no, but like... We will see. That, that dude does things for his size that you just shouldn't be able to do. Like the, he like box jumps like 68, 70 inches. Or he takes Trent Williams and th- tosses him through the air, which he did this, this last weekend. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, they are a really talented defense. So if they, you know, just had a quarterback, maybe they should pay up for someone, you know, pay someone like $260 million guaranteed, <laughs> you know, and that would really take this team to the next level. Yeah. Maybe, and they got the former XFL quarterback, PJ Walker. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, good defense. Playing the Colts, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Uh, good matchup there for them against Gardner, who was just throwing the ball up for the Seahawks uh, last week. Or not the Seahawks. What? Uh, <laughs> excuse me. The Jaguars uh, last week. So, all right. Any other names, thoughts, contributions? Concerns? Concerns. Nah. Then we got it all. All right. All right, well, that'll do it for week seven. Good luck uh, on your waiver wires. If you have any specific questions about who you should add and drop or guys you're thinking about dropping, hit us up at the FF Fathers on Twitter and or Instagram. We'd be happy to answer those for you. Um, Other than that, thank you all for listening, and uh, we'll catch you later this week for Starts of the Week. And sits of the week. Hell yeah. Sayonara. Thank you for listening to this sh- shitty show. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs>